NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. It is college football week eight. Once again, we've had, you know, a number of uh, high quality games basically starting on Wednesday, Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, uh, quite a few matchups on Thursday and Friday. But I have my guy, Anthony Tresh here to talk once again about this Saturday slate. Not necessarily, um, you know, a ton of marquee matchups. I don't think there's any games between teams in our top 25, but there is some solid games. There is some decent betting spots. We will cover all of that. But first, we got to recap uh, briefly last week. Uh, unfortunately, we had you know a really solid week going. Both both Anthony and I had five picks each. Uh, we both had Arizona State. That was the one uh, crossover game that we both had. Unfortunately, that team didn't cover. Um, so. Both of us would have gone four and one if they would have covered. Unfortunately, they didn't. So we both went three and two, six and four, but combined between the two picks. But I would say it was a pretty productive week, Anthony. What do you have uh, as far as some takeaways from week seven? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, above 500, that's all you can ask for. Right. So, I mean, it was a profitable week. Arizona State, like you said, a little bit of a letdown. But Purdue there, they come coming out winning outright as 11 mm-hmm. and a half point dogs. That kind of made my day. So, you know, you had that happen the afternoon and at that point it was like hey whatever happens the rest of the night i'm good i'm right. happy right that's that's exactly how i was i was on a little purdue I, I got on it after you told me to uh my two favorite bets were auburn minnesota both of them came home so uab as I, I, well, I have so. you to thank for auburn right. i have you to thank for auburn because i was not on that one then you convinced me to do it right. so thank you sir right that was uh i mean it never feels great backing bo Nix, but i feel like this is like i kind of have I kind of have not necessarily figured him out, but I feel much more comfortable backing him than I have the past three years. So uh, I'm appreciative of that win, Bo Nix. I'll never say anything bad about you uh, again right now. So we'll see. You had Texas Tech as well. Uh, pretty decent winner. Ole Miss. Uh, very, very little sweat in that action as well. So we will see. Let's talk Let's talk week eight. I know uh, not necessarily a ton of high-end games. What one uh, kind of jumps out to you as the game that you're most looking forward to here in week eight? Yeah, I think probably the most, I mean, notable one. I mean, of course, I'm intrigued by Iowa State, Oklahoma State, which we will go over. But I think Clemson at Pitt is probably the one, just because you have Kenny Pickett there. I mean, I've, I've seen some people saying, oh, you should probably take long shot Heisman odds. I'm in the camp where I wouldn't even be comfortable taking the long shot odds. I'm not a firm believer that Kenny Pickett, you know, this is a real deal season. He's having, now, he's been exceptional this year. 
But, you know, four of his six games he's had, and his four highest-graded games have come against UMass, Georgia Tech, Western Michigan, and New Hampshire. That's really not the cream of the cop type of schedule. It's one of the easiest schedules in the Power Five. So Clemson's always given fits in his career. He actually has a poor passing grade, 38.5 against Clemson in his career. This Clemson defense is still very much for real, um, you know, one of the best in college football. He's been, on average, getting rid of the ball in around 3.2 seconds. Against Clemson, that's not going to fly. I mean, he's going to be making some mistakes if he's holding on the ball, which he's notorious for doing throughout his career. Um, you know, Britt Venables, he has talented players in that defense. I mean, there's a reason why they're top five in explosive pass play and yards per play against this season. So, you know, that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to, um, especially with Pitt right there, number 23 in the country, uh, favored by three points at Clemson. First time Clemson's been dogs and you know, it seemed like a long time. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, during their ACC schedule, especially, it's been a long time for them. I actually see them at three and a half points. I bet Clemson early in the week. This is one of the few spots that hasn't necessarily moved in either direction. Uh, but I think you have me feeling a little bit more confident with backing Clemson here at plus three and a half. I do agree with you. I do think, you know, obviously we have them one, two in our ACC ELO rankings. We also have uh, Clemson as the slightly better defense. I do think, uh, kind of like you touched on, um, you know, Clemson's going to force the ball to be thrown at a much quicker pace. We'll see how they actually respond. Um, being able to move the football effectively against that Clemson defense that I still buy into. But um, I see Clemson potentially winning out right here. But at plus three and a half, I think that's just way, way, way too much value um, to not take the Tigers. So what do you what do you what do you make of the uh, total? Forty eight points. Obviously, two really high end defenses. Do you think we see uh, much offensive production in this matchup? Yeah, I would definitely lean, I, I think, under in this one, but I'm staying away from the total. I did take Clemson earlier in the week, just like you did. I um, got him at plus three, and then I also on the money line, plus 145, a little sprinkle there. Um, but the total, I think I'm going to stay away from it just because I do think that, you know, with Kenny Pickett, the way he has been playing, like I said, it has been great this year. Um, yeah, I would lean under just because I don't think that's going to continue in this one. And, of course, with Clemson, I just they're still very, very shaky offensively across the board. DJ Uliangola, he's been struggling all year long. Um, you know, he's got a passing grade in the low 60s. He's going to be without one of his top uh, pass catchers, too. Uh, Joseph Ngata, hmm. he'll be out in this game. Um, and so I do think that once I heard that, I was a little bit nervous, but I'm still confident in this Clemson pick. But from the total perspective, I'm going to stay away from it and just ride the Clemson plus three. Um, in the little bit I have on the money line for, for the game. There we go. There we go. I love it as well. I do I do agree. I think, you know, plus three and a half now, uh, definitely the spot to play Clemson. So we see we have, you know, we have a locked-in bet basically on a marquee matchup that hasn't happened too often on the PFF betting podcast, but we will see if we find any other ones. Let's talk Oklahoma State, Iowa State. This is another spot. Uh, Greenland has a little bit of value. Iowa State, seven-point favorites. 47-point total. We actually find a little bit of value on that total as well. Make sure you're checking out PFF NCAA Greenline uh, for all of your you know betting action here on college football. It has been uh, pretty hot to start the 2021 season, uh, to say the least. So we actually have Oklahoma State, better team in our ELO rankings, best defense uh, in the Big 12, um, you know, underdogs by seven points. How do you what do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I was very as kind of surprised when I saw this spread come out for this one. And I, and I kind of agree with it just because it goes to show what kind of team Oklahoma state is. The betting markets kind of agree. I think they're a little fraudulent here. Um, you know, are they the eighth best team in college football? I don't really think so. I think last week's win over Texas was more about Texas, you know, really losing the game and imploding versus Oklahoma state winning. Um, you know, you look at what they've been so far this year offensively. I mean, they have the third lowest success rate in the power five on early downs, just ahead of Illinois and Vanderbilt. I mean, they're in the very bottom 
of college football in that regard. And that's not a metric you want to be at the bottom in because that's most predictive of future success offensively. And like you said, that defense has been really good. I've been impressed with that side of the ball. Um, and so I look at this matchup. I think Iowa State's going to upset them. Or I guess it really wouldn't be considered an upset just from a ranking perspective. It would, but from a betting perspective, it would not be. Um, but I do think Oklahoma State, I think they covered the seven. Iowa State will win, though. Um, you know, you like I said, with that defense, I do think that they will get an opportunity to kind of rattle the, the Iowa State offense led by Brock Purdy. Um, you know, they've been really moving the ball offensively over the last few weeks. I mean, since week three, you know, early down efficiency, like I just mentioned a minute ago, you know, they're second in the power five. You know, Brock Purdy has an 87.6 passing grade. He's been a very good and accurate passer when he's in rhythm. That's been the big thing throughout his collegiate career. It's just all of a sudden when the play starts to break a little bit, he gets into this gamer mode and it's almost Bo Nix-like where he's just like, dude, what are you doing <laughs> making that kind of throw? You can't do that. Um, and so I do think that we could possibly see a little bit of that you know, classic Brock Purdy form in this one. Um, maybe a turnover or two to kind of keep this one a little bit close there. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Iowa State will win, but uh, I'm most comfortable taking Oklahoma State here plus seven. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I do have some early Oklahoma State at plus seven. Another one that hasn't necessarily moved, I do think Oklahoma State is the correct side. Like you said, a little bit fraudulent, but that does seem again, like you said, to be baked into uh, the betting market expectation for this game. Obviously, there's seven-point road underdogs for a reason. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be an upset if Iowa State won. That's what the betting market projects. So I'm leaning Oklahoma State. So I, I actually think Iowa State might be a little bit overvalued uh, still. And they ain't ne- haven't necessarily, they don't really have any reason to be um, either. So we'll see how this one breaks out. Let's move to the Pac-12. Uh, another game I'm pretty pretty excited about, Oregon, UCLA. Uh, UCLA's one-point favorites, Chip Kelly. I think this might be the first time he's been a favorite over Oregon uh, in his career at UCLA. 60.5 total. Uh, we have these two teams basically second uh, for Oregon in the in our ELO rankings. UCLA's fourth in the Pac-12. Um, and, you know, both offenses basically in the latter half of the conference uh, in our opponent-adjusted offensive grades. Do you expect this game to go over, and do you like uh, either team on the spread or money line? Um, you know, so the first thing I saw this game, I looked at it and I was kind of surprised with what, what the spread it was. And then I was like, this kind of seems like a trap. I'm going to stay away from it because you look at these two teams and I think they're very volatile with the way they kind of play. Um, you know, you look at the offense of Oregon and they're very much reliant on coaching and play calling because quarterback Anthony Brown, he can't really do it in the true drop back passing game. And we saw that when they got upset a couple of weeks ago, they tried to let him kind of be a typical quarterback to do some quarterbacking, you know, actually make some reads, you know, not getting his hand held with RPOs and play action. When you take that away, it kind of looked like the Anthony Brown we saw at Boston College, and you lose all that offensive efficiency. So he's very much a quarterback that needs his hand held a little bit, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, it's just all about whether or not we're going to see that type of game plan from him because it's been fluctuating this year. And you can tell, you know, when they have that game plan in place, they've been good. But if not, it does not. And, I'm curious to see if they kind of spot the pattern there and to find out what kind of true quarterback he is. So I'm staying away from the spread. I think from a total perspective, I would probably lean under um, just because, you know, you look at UCLA's offense, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's not a very good passer. Um, You know, he's great on the ground, but you look at Oregon's defense, um, it's it's still one of the top in the conference. Um, There's definitely a lot of intriguing pieces there, Um, you know, very good at stopping the run. So I think if anything, um, by the time kick game kick comes, I'll probably put a little bit on the under here. 
Right now, you can get 25% off any PFS subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week, so go check out the highest-graded players from Week 6 and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 7. What can you get with a PFS subscription? All of PFS Locked Article content, PFS NFL and College Football betting dashboards, grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop. DFS optimizer, wide receiver cornerback matchup chart, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. There we go. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that play. I actually haven't bet this one either. We do for just a little bit of value on Greenland on UCLA as a minus one spread. No play on the money line. Um, that may be the direction that I lean, but I haven't necessarily bet anything yet, and I might not here. So let's see. We got, you know, non-conference action. USC, Notre Dame, probably not as exciting of a matchup as we kind of anticipated in the preseason. Notre Dame, seven-point favorites, 58-point total. Uh, Greenland shows you know, a couple of value spots on uh, these this game spread and total. How are you kind of seeing this matchup play out, though? Oh, I'm still pretty hyped about this one. I mean, these I, two teams I, are definitely not in their best years. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. Right. Um, but I, I still think there's there's some intrigue with this. Um, of course, with, you know, USC quarterback Keaton Slovis in the offense. But really, I think the big matchup here and why I think I, – where I already have, but why I think USC is going to cover here plus seven, place to bet on that one. You know, they've undergone some defensive scheme tweaks since Clay Helton's firing. You know, Clay Helton, he was an offensive-minded guy, but they have changed that defense around. So there was something there. You know, they went from a blitz-heavy man-to-man defense to a low-blitzing zone defense. Now, they've been really good at getting after the quarterback with, the, you know, a traditional four-man rush there. Not sending extra guys. You know, they're 11th in the power of having pressure rate since the firing. The coverage unit has not been great. But I think with that pass rush that they have and Notre Dame's offensive line, it, you know, not only that offensive line, but the offensive line paired with, you know, the poor quarterback play under pressure because that quarterback room as a whole, so, you know, especially Jack Cohn, they just really have not been able to do any playmaking under pressure. I mean, they're uh, you know, Jack Cohn, he's a statue in the pocket. He likes to, he doesn't like to, but it happens because that's a skill set. He eats a lot of sacks and he doesn't make a lot of plays under pressure. I think that that's going to rattle him. I think we could see some mistakes, made some critical mistakes, kind of like we saw against uh, Cincinnati. You know, there were some a few different plays, whether it was Jack Cohn or the other quarterbacks, you know, making some bad throws under pressure, giving Cincinnati the defense to kind of run up the score on him. So, you know, I, I see that there. And I think USC, they'll get a few turnovers because of that pressure. Um, and that'll help them cover that seven points, Brad. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I am on that USC Early week hasn't moved either. I guess I don't know what I was referring to earlier when I said most of my uh, games that I've bet have already moved. Uh, but basically, the only three that we've talked about haven't moved, but I think the rest of them basically have. So we'll get into that later. One more I want to talk about, Ohio State, Indiana. This one has moved. This is a spot that I bet early in the week. I bet Ohio State uh, minus 18.5. It is up to minus 21 now. Uh, Green Line still shows a little bit of value on Ohio State as a three-touchdown favorite. Uh, do you buy into that here? 100%. I mean, I got him at minus 20, and I'm feeling pretty comfortable with it. Um, you know, I think Ohio State's going to win by a lot because Indiana, of course, with Michael Penix Jr., when he was on the field, the offense wasn't doing that well. I mean, mm-hmm. it was quite clear. I think something that, you know, we should have probably waited a little bit more, specifically probably myself, you know, Michael Penix Jr., he's coming off his third straight season-ending injury. Right. Um, and, you know, yeah, that can do a lot to a quarterback physically and mentally, and now he's hurt once again, possibly facing his, neck, his fourth straight one. Um, you have backup quarterback Jack Total starting. Last week against Michigan State, 37.2 passing grade. They had the second least efficient in the Power Five from a passing perspective. 
Um, you know, you, you look at Ohio State's offense. You know, C.J. Stroud, he, I thought he's been making some strides. And I think they simplified the offense a little bit. We're seeing a lot more quick, schemed throws to the short and intermediate levels of the field, making it a little bit easier on them from, you know, the quarterback reading perspective. But also, I, I think they're kind of taking away those just uh, those riskier type of throws where his mechanical flaws do tend to shine. And that's where you start to see a lot of those quarterback fall to completions, those overthrows that we saw the first few games of the year. And we've seen big positive you know, dividends from that type of change within the offense. I mean, with C.J. Stroud at quarterback over the last couple of games, they've been uh, generating over one EPA per play, per pass play. I mean, that's an astounding rate, um, even over a course of that small sample. Um, so I think Ohio State, I think they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. Indiana, as we saw last week against Michigan State, a not very good Michigan State defense at that. They could not do anything. I, th I think it's going to be a bloodbath, unfortunately, for the Hoosiers in Bloomington. So Ohio State minus 20, um, even at minus 21, I, I like that. There we go. Lock it in, lock it in. doesn't matter. Line movement, get on that direction. Take Ohio State. I'm with you on that. I like that quite a bit. So let's see. I want. I got one more game real quick, and then we're going to dive into our best bets uh, for the weekend. But I'm kind of intrigued. Mountain West matchup, San Diego State, 6-0, and taking on Air Force, 6-1. and Three-point favorite for Air Force. 39 point total. I think that is by far the lowest uh, on this Saturday college football slate. Uh, how are you kind of seeing this Mountain West uh, game playing out? And who do you kind of like to win this conference overall? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I mean, this is a college football fan's dream matchup right, right. here. Maybe not to the common fan, but I'm a big fan of it. I like it. Um, you know, with this game specifically, I do have a play in place that I'm a big fan of. I love the over. Um, I, I think that they're going to be able to you know, surpass that low total. I got it at 39. Um, you know, San Diego State, very good defense. You know, the run defense in particular, it's one of the best in college football. Of course, it's going to be a little bit different facing this triple option offense with Air Force. Um, but I do think that they're going to be enough to push that total over. Um, you know, as far as who wins the conference goes, the Mountain West is definitely, you know, an interesting animal in that. So I, I think you probably have to say the winner, I would say probably the winner of this matchup. I, I would say that's what it's going to be. Um, and I, I would probably side with Air Force. Am I confident in that? No, but I am confident in the over. So that's why I did get that one locked in earlier in the week. Yeah, I had to ask you because we, in the offseason, Eric and I actually did talk about this. And I did like Air Force to win the Mountain West Conference at plus 2,800. Obviously, I feel pretty good about it now, but I'm, you know, looking at how Greenline evaluates this specific matchup and how much it actually matters to that Mountain West Conference Championship. And I'm thinking I might need to hedge a little bit uh, with San Diego State at plus three uh, just to lock in a little bit of a profit on that possible bet. But we'll see. I got, you know, a little bit more. Uh, math and figuring and crunching of some numbers to uh, to go before I officially lock in my play on this one. But let's move on. Uh, we got you know a lot more than last week. I think there were a lot more games that I bet early on on Monday uh, that really jumped out to me. I'll go over based on the ones I have. Talk about you know a little bit of line movement if I would still bet it. Nevada plus four and a half down to plus three and a half. I don't feel as confident about that. Uh, we already talked about this matchup. Clemson plus three point five. I do still like that bet quite a bit. Oklahoma State plus seven. I like that one as well. Uh, so does Anthony. We got USC plus seven. Uh, so those are the three that we talked about that have that already that haven't moved that I still really like. I do have Ohio State minus eighteen point five out to twenty one. I don't feel. As confident, obviously, at minus 21, uh, Trush does, though. So I think that's still a locked-in play. Um, and then I bet Eastern Michigan at minus 2.5. That's out to minus 3. I think that's a no play 
right now. Colorado plus nine. It is down to plus 8.5. Um, I do still like Colorado in that matchup. Then I have LSU plus 10.5. That's down to plus nine. I think that's probably a no play here either. Um, and then Virginia Tech minus three. That one stayed the same. And then for some late night action, I did take the under Hawaii, New Mexico State, under 59.5. Missed out on some closing line value. That's up to 61.5. But I think if you want, you know, the late night sweat on Saturday night college football, I do think the correct play is the under. So do you like any of those any of those bets besides the one that we've already talked about, Anthony? Oh man, New Mexico State, Hawaii, eleven fifty nine kick. That's that's, that's kind of a stinker of a matchup, but I'm kind of looking forward to it, and I might just join you on the under just so I can, you know, because I'm going to be up watching. I might as well get it on the right, play. right. Um, you know, I outside of the ones that we talked about, um, you know, like Clemson, USC, and Ohio State, haven't uh, touched any of the games that you talked about. Um, I think Nevada, Fresno State, it's definitely, I think, we're probably. You know, one of the better, you know, under the radar matchups just from a, you know, a football perspective, not right. so much a betting perspective. Um, so I haven't joined you on any of those. Um, and so outside of, you know, the ones you mentioned, I'm probably just going to stick with the New Mexico State Hawaii under. I think you know, after that first run, I, I think I'm going to join you on that one. All right. There we go. We got a late night Saturday night sweat for everybody uh, locked in together. Both Tresh and I like that one. So let's hear your best bets coming up here for weekend. I know it's been pretty hot. We got, you know, hopefully this is the third straight winning week we can put forth. Uh, but what are your best bets that you see coming up here? Yeah, I already mentioned Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. Those are three of my top ones. But outside of that, um, I think my probably my favorite play of the week. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Virginia, minus six and a half um, against Georgia Tech at home. Um, you know, Georgia Tech, they have the fifth lowest graded coverage unit in the Power Five. Ranks ahead of only Kansas in EPA per pass play allowed this season. They're going up against one of the most explosive passing offenses in college football with Brennan Armstrong. Um, you know, six in Power Five and explosive pass play rate. Um, you know, Brennan Armstrong leads the country in deep completions over 20 yards downfield. I'm pretty confident in that. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big, you know, believer in the Georgia Tech turnaround that we've kind of seen, and it kind of reflects it in the spread. So that's my favorite play. I'm also a big fan of Cincinnati, minus 28 against Navy. Um, only two teams in college football are top 10 in success rate on offense and success rate against on defense, and that's Georgia and Cincinnati. You know, Navy does not even sniff the top 100 in either of those two metrics. I think this is going to be a blowout for Cincinnati, who's kind of in a warpath mode at this point, trying to get into the college football playoff, got to blow out everybody. And then some quick rapid-fire ones that I also like. Um, UAB minus 23 against Rice. Western Michigan minus one and a half at Toledo. Um, in East Carolina at Houston. I like Houston minus 13 and a half. Um, and then some totals that are kind of interesting. We have some quarterback uncertainty. LSU Ole Miss under 76. Tennessee, Alabama under 67 and a half. I'm not touching the spread given the uncertainty, um, you know, with the help of Matt Corral and Hendon Hooker. Um, but I do like the totals I going under. Um, you know, regardless of who starts. There we go. I actually like those quite a bit. I did. I have already bet LSU Ole Miss under 76. I have not bet the Alabama-Tennessee one. I do like that one quite a bit. So to recap, we both have Clemson, USC, and Ohio State. Trash also likes Virginia, Cincinnati, UAB, Western Michigan, and Houston. And then we got the under and LSU Ole Miss under in Alabama, Tennessee. I think that sounds like a number of winners coming up here for week eight. So I'm excited. I'm going to lock in the rest of those bets that Tresh uh, gave and provided to us. Uh, make sure you check out all the tools we have at pff.com. We have NCA Greenline, of course, uh, up to date for you as, you know, as, you know, as it carries you through 
you know, through each kickoff slate. So make sure you check that out. Check out the NCAA Power Ratings page as well if you're looking to check out any or bet on any, you know, college football futures here, especially after the Week 8 matchup. So we will see from Ben Brown, joined by Anthony Tresh. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. Thank you.